This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Are you ready to supercharge your auto repair business? This is Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. The Weekly Blitz is where industry expertise and business innovation collide, getting your engines revved up for the week ahead. Every episode is loaded with game-changing insights, up-to-the-minute industry updates, and even practical tips to shift your business into high gear. We're talking about stuff you didn't even know you didn't know. Big shout-out to our awesome sponsor, Shop Marketing Pros. Are you looking to shift your shop's marketing from zero to hero? Trust us, you don't want to gamble your livelihood on amateur marketing moves. Go pro with Shop Marketing Pros, your ticket to top-tier results. Find out how you can fuel your success at shopmarketingpros.com forward slash Chris. Hey, everybody. Seems like this seems to be coming up with clients, clients that already have fleets, and then clients that don't have fleets but maybe looking to expand. I wanted to record this so that, one, I can have this down, but I can also send it to people that ask me about it, send the podcast out. Uh, we'll also turn it into a blog piece so that people can read it. There's an art to finding fleets, finding the right fleets, and then what is the mix? How many of our customers should be fleets if we decide to do that? Hopefully, by the end of us, we'll have all of those answers or all of those questions answered with some great information for you. So first off, fleet clients bring in consistent, reliable work. Unlike individual customers, fleets need regular maintenance and repairs. If the fleets are ran well, they have money to pay for it. You know, this means steady income and easier planning for inventory, staffing, open hours. And often because they operate on schedules, you can predict and manage your workload better. So here's my guideline on fleets, though. No more than 20% of your total business should be fleets, and no fleet should have more than 5% of that number. I've ran into some places here lately where it's easy to get into the fleet flow of things. And what you find is, your fleets have taken over. They've got 50, 60, 70% of the business because it's easy. Everybody's fat and happy. Our retail customers go away. But what happens if you wake up one day and the fleet manager's mad and they take all that business away? I've worked through this with some shops and it can be devastating. And you have to rebuild your fleet. You either, excuse me, you have to rebuild your retail side of the business or supplant that with more fleets. So again, no more than 20% of your total business should be fleets and no fleet should have more than 5% of that 20% number. If you want to grow the fleet, then you also need to grow the retail. I've also worked with some fleet businesses where their first shift is all retail customers and they actually put on a second shift to work in the evenings. That's all the fleet customers. If your fleet takes up a lot of your time and you're interested in growing to retail and can't, get with me and we can talk that through and see what that looks like and talk about some of the issues we had growing that fleet side of the business. Here's the kicker. Not all fleet clients are created equal. It's crucial to find the ones that align with your shop's capabilities and values. So where do we find them? Local businesses are a great start. Think about companies in your area that rely on vehicles, delivery services, sales companies, local government agencies, even schools, networking events, local business association and chambers of commerce. Those are all gold mines for making these connections. And I would also tell you, if you're already paying to be a part of those and you're not going to those events, shame on you. Either stop paying for it or make time and go as an owner and, and a business person. We're going to go into more detail on this in a minute. When you've got potential fleet clients, it's key to ensure that they're the right fit. Do they match your shop's expertise? 
Can you handle their volume without compromising quality for your other customers? This is a delicate balance, right? But getting it right means you're not just a service provider. You become a trusted partner in keeping their business running smoothly. Another vital aspect is contract negotiation. Be clear about your services, what you're offering, what your turnaround times are going to be, and your payment terms. It's tempting to cut deals to win business, but remember your expertise and reliability are valuable. Don't undersell yourself. Also, I want to say a lot of smaller shops in the beginning say yes to everybody. And then a year, 18 months, two years in, when their business has grown, they have some real issues with some of these fleets. The post office can be a great starter fleet for you, but realize you're not going to get any part sales from it. Sometimes they can be a little bit difficult to deal with. Make sure you go in with a really, really good labor rate. Make sure it's higher than what your regular retail rate is. If you're not selling parts on those things, you've got to be making sure you're doing good on the labor times. One thing I would never tell you to do is I do not consider used car lots to be fleets. Used car lots are a no-no. That's a no-win for you ever in your life. If your business is predicated on servicing small or even large used car dealers, you're in a lose-lose situation. You need to get out, okay? Replace those with retail customers to where you can sell parts at, at the margins you need to, sell labor, and have them repeat, okay? I get it. In the beginning, you want to say yes to everybody to turn a dollar. Instead of having five fleet customers where you're giving a discounted rate to, I'd rather you have two retail customers that can go around and tell everybody else how great you are, that you're making a great margin on, and then you can get out and move on to something else. I also want you to remember that fleet fleet clients can also be your best marketers. Do a great job and they'll be your brand ambassadors. They have networks you might not usually tap into and a good word from them goes a long way. I'm not going to talk about it too much here, but I also wanted to remind you, if you have a fleet that has let's say 10 trucks and they're a great customer, that company may have 25 employees. I would also highly recommend putting in a referral program or some sort of an employee program for that provider as well and use that as part of your negotiating tool and tactics to get that fleet to move over to you. Okay, so think about that. First off, where do we find these fleet clients? Number one, we talked about it a minute ago, local business research. I want you to start by identifying local businesses and organizations that rely on vehicles. Again, delivery companies, sales fleets, utility companies, local government, and schools. This is probably the only thing you can actually use a phone book for these days. If you're in a bigger area, you can go to the front of the book and they have what's called the blue pages. Those are all of the government services in your area. If you have like DHS any type of social services, those people that, that do those things usually have a company card through the GSA and they're looking for somebody to take care of them. One, look at the blue pages. Next, flip over to HVAC, flip over to plumbing, flip over to electrical, go page by page in the yellow page part of it and look at who might have fleets and then make a list of people you want to go visit. This is the only thing you can use a phone book for these days other than to hold the door open or closed. Number two, networking events. Make sure you attend local business events, the Chamber of Commerce meetings, trade shows. These places are buzzing with potential clients. Make sure you get in, you shake hands, talk to people, move forward. If that's not your thing and you have a service advisor or store manager that loves to do those, then guess who you need to be sending to those things? Don't pay for these associations and not be at 80% plus of those meetings. 
Okay. Number three, referrals. Leverage your existing customer base for referrals. Happy customers are often willing to spread the word. If you notice that somebody brings their personal car in and they don't have their fleet in and you know that they're the manager of the fleet, talk to them about why. See what's going on. Obviously, they love you to work on their personal vehicle, but they're not bringing the fleet in. Same can be said for the other thing. If you have a fleet person or a business that they bring all the fleet vehicles in, but they don't bring their personal vehicles in, ask why not. Sometimes it sucks to know the answer, but knowing the answer can make us better. Number four, online platforms and social media. Use LinkedIn to connect with business owners and fleet managers in your area. Engage with local business groups on platforms like Facebook. Have a page on your website that talks about the fleet business that you do. Number five, direct outreach. Don't hesitate to reach out directly with a well-crafted email or even a traditional letter. Make it personal and relevant to their business. Use it to open the door. I'm going to talk about these initial meetings here in just a second. Number six, partnerships. Collaborate with other people in your area. They often have connections with fleet owners who might need your services. Talk to your auto parts suppliers and see what fleets they do business with. Or if they've ever heard of somebody that's not happy with how their fleet's doing it, whether they're doing it in-house, things like that. Ask around. The next section I'm going to talk about is the initial meetings. One thing that I find in people that do this and don't do it correctly is what they do is they just go in, say, hey, I want your fleet business. And then the person says, well, here's where I'm doing it now. And then the shop owner, whoever goes in, just caves on everything and says, okay, I'll be all their pricing. When can we start? That's the exact wrong way you want to do that. And so we're going to talk about that just a little bit. What I want you to do is whoever's in charge of this, is if you're actively working hard on getting fleet business, I want you to have a standing order every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever is a slow day, and you can get this person out for six dozen donuts Wednesday morning. If you want to have it seven and buy a dozen for the shop, then that's great. Whoever's in charge of getting the fleet business, I want you to do every Wednesday, you go get this these hot six dozen of donuts and you go out to places that you want to get an initial meeting for. You take the donuts in, you've got a card, you ask for whoever is in charge of the fleet business. If you can get a meeting then, great. Don't try to sell your stuff in the initial meeting. Go ask questions, learn more information about it, and then set up a second meeting so you can come back and then make your presentation. Okay, and we're going to go by this kind of step-by-step here in just a second or have some bullets or number points for it. When you leave, if you can get the person's business card or email, make sure and take that with you. And then the minute you get back, shoot that person an email saying, hey, thanks for letting me stop by. If you didn't get to meet this person face-to-face, Send them an email saying, hey, I dropped some donuts by. Hope your people enjoyed it. Would love to set up a meeting to learn more about your business and see if we can help you. After you've done that, you get the information. You ask them, what don't you like about where your current fleet business is being done? What can be done better? Are you having any issues with downtime? What's your turnaround time? Ask all those questions. I wouldn't even ask a price what you're paying now because The price you're paying now has absolutely nothing to do with what we're going to do. Again, we're going to reduce their downtime, increase turnaround time, do a great job, be great people that they can do business with. Okay, so let's go back to these meetings and talk about those eight steps. Preparation. Before the meeting, this is the second meeting, research the potential client's business, understand their fleet size, type of vehicles, their specific needs. If you're trying to put a quote together and you can get their list, 
with a VIN number, then you can go through and, and see, kind of build a preventative maintenance program for it based on what you found on the parts that they need and everything else. You can get tire sizes, all kinds of stuff from that. Number two, presentation. Have a clear and concise presentation. Highlight your expertise, services, the unique selling points that set your shop apart, like we just talked about. Downtimes. If you've got information from fleets you work with now, talk about what your average downtime is, what your average turnaround time is, things like that. Number three, customize solutions. Show that you understand their specific needs and can offer tailored services, whether it's flexible scheduling, quick turnaround times, or specialized skills. If you want to put together a dossier on your technicians, I'm just throwing this out here. If you have a, a Ford Master Tech and this shop has a fleet of Fords, talk about that. Number four, building trust. Be honest and transparent. Fleet clients value reliability and integrity. Share customer testimonials or case studies if you have them. Number five, listening. This is crucial. Pay attention to their concerns and requirements. It shows you're not just selling a service, you're offering a solution. Make sure you go into that pre-meeting and listen. What's their pain points? What can we solve? What is the issue that we can solve? Number six, follow-up. After the meeting, send a thank you note, reiterating, reiterating key points, next steps, keep the communication open. Number seven, flexibility and negotiation. Be open a little bit to discussing different service packages, pricing models, or payment terms. If they want a good, better, best program, or if they're offering you, or if you're offering a premium service and they want the sub-premium service, then reprice it using those parts, those things, and price it that way. Don't give them a premium service at a sub-premium price, okay? Don't hurt your business like that. Number eight, reliability and assurance. Ensure them about your commitment to quality and reliability. Discuss how you handle unexpected repairs or emergency situations, after-hours call-outs, things like that. Remember, these meetings are as much about listening and understanding their needs as they are about selling your services. Show them how your shop can add value to their business and reduce downtime. If you know their metrics, you can figure out how downtime affects them and their bottom line. This is about forming a partnership where both parties benefit. I'm going to step aside here just a second and talk about bill pay, pricing, et cetera. If you want to give a discount, give a discount for how they pay. If you have a credit card on file, if they bring you a check, like when the work's done, then I'm fine giving a discount. This is not the first bank of Chris and Chris's auto repair. So if I have to wait 30 days to get paid, you're paying extra. I'm not a bank. There are other ways to finance that you can put it on a credit card. I'm not going to wait 30 days for my money. Here's the other thing. If you wait 30 days for your money, stipulate that it's a check and not a credit card. I don't want you to ride me for 30 days and then pay with a credit card where I'm taking extra money on. Make sure that this business model fits just almost like a retail customer. In summary, fleet clients can be a cornerstone of a thriving auto repair business. They bring in regular predictable work, but it's crucial to choose the right ones and maintain a balance. Pappy used to say, son, you don't want all the business, just the good business. It's up to you to figure out who fits into that category. So with a bit of networking and smart business sense, fleets can be a significant boost to your business. In the world of auto repair, success is not handed to you. You got to seize it. It's all about strategic decisions, effective management, and a thirst for knowledge. This show, The Weekly Blitz, is your trusted resource every step of the way. A big shout out to our listeners. Your dedication to growth fuels our passion. And let's not forget our fantastic sponsor, Shop Marketing Pros, who makes the show possible free to you. They're all about top-tier marketing for shops just like yours. Until next time, 
Coach Chris Cotton signing off. Keep those gears running smoothly. Keep learning, keep growing. In this business, every day is a chance to get better. It's time to rise and grind. Here's to your ongoing success. Also, make sure to go check out one of the other great podcasts on the Aftermarket Radio Network. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the AftermarketRadioNetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.